0: hello watch nerds and welcome back this is your host nico and today i have two cool guys from sweden i'm talking to magnus and johan from bravoure watches sweden hi guys hi hi hello guys let's start with wrist and drink check what's on your wrist and what's in your cups
1: yes well uh i'm using a um, grand tour like grand book Buc- third version which uh paired on a black leather strap today so i think it matches uh, well with my black outfit black case uh, black leather strap and then just some nice yellow accents popping out and i'm drinking swedish coffee brew coffee with some uh, a dash of milk and magnus
2: yeah i'm wearing a a special version of from our grand tour uh, chronograph series actually uh, actually, no longer available. It was a special model we made for a uh, collaboration with a professional cycling team uh, last year. We were a partner of the team called the EF Education Easy Post. They are competing at the highest level in the world. Um, and we made a special uh, model for them based on their team kit, basically. So that's what I'm wearing today. And I'm actually only drinking water.
0: I am drinking Swedish northwest coffee in a Swedish cup from Ikea. What's more Swedish than that?
2: No, exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, on my wrist, I have a, a Grand Tour Le Grand Buckle 3 in the same configuration with a black strap as Johan. Ah, yes. uh, good choice. <laughs> and I have to send it today back, so I'm enjoying every yeah. last minute of it.
2: That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you have enjoyed ha- having it and wearing it.
0: Very much, so we'll come to that in a moment. Uh, as I said earlier, not, not watches out there is perfect, but this come damn close. Good to hear. Yeah. Guys, tell <laughs> me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so yeah, my name is uh, Magnus
2: Ereed. Uh, my background is within industrial design. Uh, I've been working for a lot of uh, yeah basically with a lot of different products uh, before I started working with uh, watches. Uh, I'm 42 years old, Um, I have three kids, live in Stockholm and um, I'm very passionate about cycling uh, and everything related to cycling which we will get into more uh, during the podcast I think because it connects to our watches as well.
1: Yes and I'm uh, Johan Salin, Uh, I live a bit more south compared to Magnus so I live in a small coastal town called the Bostad, which is on the Swedish uh, west coast and there is also where we are actually building all the watches. Uh, I am living here together with my family, two children. I'm uh, 43 years old. I have also a, a background within product design and engineering so mainly within uh, medical products before we started working with the watches.
0: Have you guys been longing to watches?
2: Um, Yeah, actually, I I think I can speak for both of us when I say that our watch uh, interest mainly got off when we started Brother. Actually, so that's like uh, what, yeah, like 10 years, 12 years ago, uh, something like that, when we started the brand, and uh, that's when we, uh, yeah, started exploring the watch world and got to know more about watches and everything, and uh, yeah the passion for watches uh, started growing, for sure. Yeah, no, Yeah, I think also that we have a bit uh,
1: different background to, to many of the audience or other uh, watch brands out there. I mean, we, as mentioned, we are both from like an industrial uh, design background and we are both into clothing as well. And What we found interesting with the watches from the start was that they are like in the borderline between uh, product with really fine mechanics and fashion. It's something you wear on your body, which have like uh, leather or fabric straps, but it's also like really intricate uh, details with the mechanical movement. So it was like a nice combination. Uh, Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. from
1: from our point of view with uh, design and the fashion combination
2: Mm. exactly yeah it was a perfect mix for us basically to channel our uh, interest and and passion and our uh, professional background as well uh, basically
0: how did that came about you are both industrial designers and cyclist nerds how do you Mm. guys came about starting a watch brand
2: Yeah, actually, so uh, you mentioned the cycling uh, interest again, and that was actually what brought us uh, together from the start. That's how we got to know each other. We were both uh, racing mountain bike uh, back in the 90s, and uh, we were competing for for different uh, cycling clubs. So we were really competitors, and um, uh, yeah, we met and raced against each other every weekend basically <laughs> during summertime, time. Um, eventually we stopped racing and we ended up in the same uh, u- university class. And that's when our friendship started growing. And that's, I believe that's also uh, Joanne, when we started, I mean, pr- pretty early we started discussing, doing something together or starting a brand or yeah, mm. doing our, our own products, basically. Yeah, for, and from from the
1: like the really the spark that we made us coming into watches was yeah, like a classic story. I would mm. say that minus was about to buy a watch for himself, mm. so we were out uh, looking for just visiting stores, and it really hit us that a lot of watch brands they are so similar in terms of design. Uh, you can't really see on the design which brand it is. That applies to most brands, of course. There are some that. Are doing a good job here as well but also we thought that the uh, communication around the brand were really uh, traditional like it for female it should be small watches with diamond or pearl and for men it should be like macho uh, communication with fighter aircraft so a bit yeah old-fashioned so, so i think that was like wow uh, there is a possibility for something new in this in in this uh niche Mm. and that makes us uh yeah initiated if this was something we should uh, try out Mm.
0: how did the design came about from the first uh, model until today the, the progression and all that
2: i think the same thing applies nowadays as it did for the first model. And that is that the design work usually takes quite a long time for us. We have a, a lot of iterations. Uh, usually me and John we work on, uh, on um, yeah, yeah, like separately. Then we meet and discuss, uh, look at different ideas. We come up with new ideas and then we work, continue working and do these iterations many times. So I think that was the case the fir- uh, for the first model as well. Um, I know we were looking at like um, uh, vintage cameras and uh, camera lenses for like textures and, and uh, some, some details on camera lenses. We were looking at also at like fine uh, measurement instru- instruments for, uh, for the graphics, uh, for the dial. Um, am I forgetting something, Johan? But, uh, no,
1: but, but I think the point that we didn't come... Uh, from a strong watch background made us look at the watch design from like a, with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, we uh, observed that like the watch case side was often just left alone. It was plain and we felt there were like a, why are you not uh, trying to integrate some nice uh, subtle detailing there? Mm-hmm. And as Magnus mentioned, we were inspired by this knurling texture. You Find on camera lenses. So, the first model it actually had like a, um, a diamond cut knurling surface on the side mm. to, to add texture. So, maybe it's nothing you see like from a distance, but when you start looking at the details, you discover a lot of yeah, details over time. And I think even though we are not having this texture anymore, um, we are still very much into details, so really nerdy about mm. <laughs> details that you should. Uh, discover details over time of the watches and right. in general quite hard on ourself and asking always the question uh, in what way does this watch design contribute on the market right. and not just trying to replicate something that already exists and that right. has been with us throughout the whole yeah all, all these 10-12 years and uh, I, th- I think it's a really important thing a lot of brands are doing quite uh, yeah, similar design and as already existing mm. designs. And we really want to push it forward there and have our own design language and niche.
0: Mm. How do you start designing a watch? Is the story of something, is it the inspiration of element mm. or, or a object in nature or around? how does the design yeah. start yeah i
1: think yeah i think, I think we have a, a really strong advantage from our product design background there because we usually always start trying to define like a concept formulation uh, before we start working with the design so what what do we want to achieve with, with this new like collection like what is the yeah value proposition so to say, and then we start working hands on with design. So we, for instance, with the Grand Tour collection, the chronographs we launched a couple of years ago, then we formulated like the, this concept that we wanted to create the functional watch for like a dedicated cyclist. That was kind of the concept formulation, and then we started to find inspiration in the details but we always have this concept formulation as a guidance both in terms of inspiration but also when we try to evaluate our different ideas mm. um, yeah
2: but, but yeah 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 and but also the fact that we have our uh, like we have uh, touched touched it several times already our our passion for cycling and that we find, we we do find a lot of inspiration within the world of cycling and the sport of cycling, and and our Grand Tour chronograph series, um, we we had our just like John mentioned, we 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 have all we also had a a a story concept behind the model when we started working that we wanted to uh, find inspiration from the three biggest cycling races in the world. Uh, the three grand tours there which they are called. It's the Giro d'Italia, the Tour de France and the Vuelta a Spagna. So, uh, I mean, we already had a very good source of inspiration. Uh, we have picked up like colors and uh, patterns and textures and details from the races and, and then we try to incorporate the, them into the design of the watches. Uh, and uh, yeah, like Johan mentioned before, we're very picky with details and very uh, we work very hard on the detailing uh, on all our models and um, we want you we want the the uh, the wearer of the watch to be able to discover details uh, when you're wearing it basically so generally we are working with uh, like subtle details and subtle ref- references to to in this case the, the cycling races
1: a funny comment that popped up when talking about the subtle details was that I think it was last week there were one customer reaching out to us and said hey it's something wrong on my watch I found there were like dots on the dial uh, it must be some discoloration uh, and this guy he was not into cycling at all so he had actually not read the, like, the story behind the design so this was also the Legrand book version. <laughs> Uh, the the first iteration which has really like subtle dots on the dial. It's dark green and then it has like glossy dots which you only see in some specific lighting conditions. So he thought it was something wrong with his (laughs) dial, but then we (laughs) explained the the story behind it. So I think that uh, tells quite well how we aim to work with the details. That if you're into details and you're specifically if you're also into cycling you will find all these references but if you're not into cycling you will still appreciate the design but maybe you don't understand like the where it originates from Mm. but uh, (laughs) yeah it it should be really subtle it it shouldn't be screaming that it's inspired by cycling Mm. it just uh, yeah it gives us guidance and inspiration from for the colors and textures and so on but if uh, if you're not into cycling, you should still be able to appreciate the design. And mm.
0: The Dao is something that I kept rediscovering, and, and uh, more and more details just jumped in at me the, the longer I, I spent time with it. Uh, the crystal, holy moly, that's a great great crystal, and. The purity is high the, uh, the anti-reflective coating is very very consistent this is fantastic watching every light condition and there is so much happening on the dial uh, i have the one with the raised applied indexes crisp clean uh, there is so much to look at i really like this piece mm. i have to be uh, fair and uh, Point the shortcomings because no watch mm-hmm. is perfect, uh, uh, and I'm shaking because two of you are looking at me <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> criticizing your baby.
1: No We always want to have possibilities for, for improvement, so that's yeah. totally fine. Exactly.
0: I, I, I can't promise that this is a room for improvement, it's just uh, something that uh, I noticed. Uh, okay. The black, I have the one with the black PVD, and mm. while mentioning that, that black PVD is tough. I Mm -hmm. did nick the watch really hard on a doorknob here at home. I have to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still running uh, sharp, but nothing on the PVD. So Mm -hmm. happy days. But the negative, or not the negative, the thing I noticed that uh, kind of uh, irritates me is on the back. Both the the crystal and the rotor are engraved or or, uh, decorated. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a bit much in, in my view. But I, I can see the the attention to detail and the added uh, intricacy with the design. The other thing I notice is the the hands. I would have loved to see black hands with the black case and silver hands with the s- silver mm-hmm. case. That yes. because this is a white white on white dial with the white yeah. co- uh, subdials, and the smaller hands are yellow. Mm-hmm. Probably a yellow yellow hands or black hands would have kind of made it even stronger yeah the design mm. other thing i want to mention here which is positive is those straps you told me that they're swiss and it shows
2: yeah yeah we got a lot of comments about them actually it's a very good quality
0: last comment yeah sorry <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> the crown i think both the crown and the pusher give a lot of opportunity for detail regarding biking a gear a wheel, some kind of biking detail could have been chain or helmet or any of that. Yeah, yeah. just a mm. idea.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to hear some feedback. That's good. You want to hear one more? <laughs> yes, of course. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: pusher could have been yellow. Yeah, <laughs> you one of the pushers. Yellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the yellow and mm-hmm. pink mm-hmm. with the pink and and yeah, and right. red with the red.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could be cool detail. I mean, regarding the like the references you mentioned, as to have like a chain or a cog or yeah. something like Cogel, that, yeah. we we had that uh, like in some uh, early concept, but we decided that we don't want to make it too like obvious. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> but instead, to make the detailing a, a bit more subtle. So if you're yeah nerdy about cycling, you will spot the references, yeah. but. That, that is actually what we think some of the big brands that are into cycling are doing wrong, so to mm-hmm. say. They add like a, a cyclist to the second hand. We think it's uh, not really sophisticated, <laughs> no. so, so to say. But but I think, as you mentioned, to have like a, a yellow coating on, on the pusher could have been really cool. Yeah. And we actually tried, the, uh, for instance, the gasket around the crystal on the black cases. Yeah. They have, they're actually in the black material yeah. now which looked m- much nicer than the uh, standard white. But we also tried to... How it would look with uh, like a yellow gasket on the on this version and the red gasket on, on the La Vuelta, which has the red color. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> but also there it became a bit too, uh, too much, so, yeah. more or mm. less. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's always a, like a trade-off uh, between... Uh, yeah, being bold, but it should still be something you should not get fed up with the watch. Yeah. You still spend quite a lot of money on it, uh, so it, yeah, it's really, really always a balance between making something that you will appreciate
2: for a long time.
0: Uh, it's small. Uh, what are the yeah. proportions exactly?
2: Thirty-eight point two millimeters, <laughs> to be exact. So it's uh, it's basically the this the smallest diameter we could make it uh, with that movement uh, and we we yeah we think it's a very nice size and I think I mean a lot of people that have seen the the watches maybe on pictures um, there's a lot of people that are really um, uh, surprised when they see it live uh, because of the size it's so hard to judge from a from a picture uh, what size it is and uh, it, it is a quite unique size for a chronograph. It's not that common with a, such a small chronograph. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I mean that the reason for choosing
1: chronograph for us in this case was that we, we wanted to have like a functional uh, reason for the watch. If you are a cyclist, of course, all cyclists, they do have like cycling computers uh, and mm. some, we uh, would say sensors that measure everything you need. So from that point of view, it's not needed, but still, you have the possibility to actually measure your intervals. And that is also the reason why we decided to go for the like unusual resolution on the three-hand subdial. So it's only uh, showing 15 minutes, so you can easily read if it's like 3.5 minutes when you're doing your your intervals. I mean, most people will probably not use it in a chronograph very frequently, frequently anyway, but it's also something that adds details to the watch uh, and you have things to, to play with in terms of the design, which is mm. something we really, really like. Mm. And personally, I, I think it's good for when cooking, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. good, like when you're bo- boiling pasta. It's uh, then you could uh, really use it. So there are some uh, opportunities.
0: There is a reason uh, Gordon Ramsay has stuck with uh, the for so many years.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is quite convenient even if you're not on, on the bike
0: and the other models let's talk about them
2: if if we go back a few years uh, since 2017 we are assembling all the watches in Sweden uh, and that's also the the year that we uh, re- launched our first mechanical watch so before that we were doing uh, quartz watches uh, but since 2017 Seventeen. Uh, we have only been uh, developing uh, mechanical watches. We do have
1: uh, three different regular mechanical watches. So to say, we have the Bw 3 uh, a model called Scandinavia, and then a GMT model called Geography. All of them have like a quite uh, minimalistic approach to the design. We. It, it, I guess you would spot that it's uh, like influenced by the Sc- Scandinavian design heritage. However, however, we don't want to go too far in making, making it too minimalistic. There should still be nice details to discover using some interesting colors and so on. Um, and we have really put a lot of effort in keeping the dimensions down on, on these watches. Both the physical dimension, but also the, the perceived thickness. So all the dials, they are curved towards the the edges, so they are curving down. And also like the second hand is following this curvature. And as well, the sapphire is curved. So everything is like parallel to shave off a few tens of millimeters. So it it really makes the cases slim. And we also chose to go for the, yeah, a a bit more high grade Sellita movement. So we're using the SW300 which is uh, one millimeter slimmer than the SW200. And that is also the reason why we choose this movement to to keep it really slim, but also actually that it has a much nicer rotor size compared to the SW200. So uh, when you look at it from from the back, it's also visually more pleasing. Mm. Um, But there is, a lot, of, a lot of focus on wearability on the, those models as well. Both the slimness, as mentioned, to make them really well for any occasion, like if you're wearing a suit or if you're wearing a t-shirt. But also the size, they are 39 millimeters, which is a really good all-round size, even if you have smaller wrists. And also the lug distance are kept really, really short there. Uh, so our, our aim from like a design point of view is that we should not have like a specific men's collection and the women's collection we think that a good design is like gender neutral so to say so both men and women should be uh, appealed by the design and it's more a matter of the physical dimensions of the watch if you could wear it or not
0: honestly i'm terrified yeah. by the day that my wife will start liking my watches <laughs> 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 then i'm in trouble <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, and uh, we, we uh, talked a little bit about our first model before, that had some uh, like diamond cut pattern on the side of the case, and um, that's found on on the bw 3 model as well. So on the bezel, there's a, th- there's this uh, pattern and diamond cut uh, knurling on the on the side of the of the bezel. So that's basically a heritage from the from the first model we made.
1: Yeah and also this gnarling pattern if you have uh, we have the option to have both like a closed steel case back or an open case back with a sapphire and on the open case back there's also this gnarling pattern found around the, uh, the the sapphire crystal and I remember when we, we made the first samples this pattern was made with tooling like you usually do in watches um, but we thought it was not really that crisp as, as we hoped. We really wanted to be 100% perfect, breaking up the light, li- light like uh, like a yeah, like a crystal, <laughs> more or less. So it ended up that uh, this piece is really CNC cut every single oh, wow. uh, nurling to to achieve this crisp finishing. And I mean, this is typically a detail that is difficult to to tell on, on images how it actually is perceived in real life. So uh yeah, I think this is also something that represents like our uh the effort we put into details and something that the the buyers will appreciate first when when they get the watches or see them in real life.
0: In general the wearability with all of your watches seems to be a focus. You guys are mm. Mm. into comfortable wear. Mm. Understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. I would like to hear what's your concept and philosophy?
2: So the the brand uh, has evolved uh, quite a lot since the start. I would say, as mentioned, we started out with with quartz watches, uh, Swiss made made quartz watches. And we had a focus on uh, like an urban fashionable lifestyle and um, that kind of communication behind the brand basically eventually we launched the our mechanical series uh, mechanical watches and started ex- assembling the watches in, in sweden and uh, for many years i mean uh, we discussed how me and johan discussed how we could incorporate our passion for cycling uh, and combine it with our passion for watches basically and in 2020 that's when we launched our first um, grand tour chronograph series which was the first model inspired by cycling. And uh, I mean, since then, uh, the brand has turned more and more towards cycling basically. And we find more and more inspiration from cycling. Um, and I, yeah, so, so we have turned the, the brand and connected it more towards cycling. And uh, that's the right direction we see uh, for the brand moving forward, forward as well. Um, we, I mean, cycling is a huge sport globally um, and there are not, according to us, there is no other brand really f- focusing, focusing on, on cycling and that niche and that, uh, the, what do you say, brand audience uh, or target audience. Um, so, yeah, we, we feel that we have found our, our niche and uh, 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 yeah, a, a unique space for us, basically. And we only work with the finest materials, uh, We sh- always choose, uh, yeah, we all, all, only use Swiss made movements. Um, we are very picky with all the materials and uh, the quality of the materials. And the fact that we are assembling the watches in Sweden and doing all the uh, quality inspections and so on in Sweden, um, that makes us uh, having a very good um,
0: Quality control.
2: Uh, yeah, quality, quality control. Uh, and that's important for us. Um, that's that's a cornerstone of the brand, basically, uh, for sure. Uh, and we also, I mean, we can mention that we are actually assemble every watch. Uh, they are made to, to order, basically. So we don't have a stock with a lot of watches. We, we build the watch uh, f- specifically for each customer. So um, it's, a, it's a couple of weeks delivery time usually.
1: And besides the fact uh, that we're building them on on order, it also means that we have the possibility to do some customization if the customer would like that. We can do, do, of course, we could swap like uh, the colors of the hands and things like that, but also it is possible to do like special finishing on on the cases and so on. And I would say also it's a really really strong property for us to have our own watchmaker in the development phase because we can quickly try out things and evaluate like fitment uh, and adjust that during the development process and constantly like improve the watches when we order new parts and as I believe it's not many like micro brands that actually have their own uh, watchmaker most most uh, brands they order like a batch of watches they get them delivered and then ship them and we have yeah full control like in all all details and we can quickly spot if there are some uh, something wrong Uh, we can take action on that like in an early stage and don't need to recall watches Uh, and we of course we also can can service the watches and we can see if there are things that are getting worn Uh, worn out after a few years and improve that for the future and so on so it's really um, something important for us and if looking in in the future it would really be ideal for us to have local production of the actual subcomponents also in sweden that would really be cool (laughs) and really to 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 lift the the all the craftsmanship that goes into a watch
0: do you guys have a favorite watch from the collections?
1: I would say it's uh, it's changing all the mm. time. Yeah. <laughs> at, le- at least for me, which watch is the favorite? Mm. Um, if I should choose one watch now, I would say it's the Grand Tour La Corsa Rosa first generation. I think that is, uh, it has really a good balance um, between popping out with this Shades of pink, but still being really, yeah, classic and
2: sophisticated in its design. I'll actually also use, uh, choose one from the La Corsa Rosa range, but the the third uh, model, which is the latest one we launched uh, earlier this year.
0: The future, what's in the books? What are you guys working on?
2: Yeah, we're working on a brand new model uh, that you have actually already seen a preview of. Uh, We had, um, we brought our first samples of the model to the Stockholm Time Show. Uh, And uh, so we're working very hard on that one now. It will be launched uh, in April. Um, And it's our second cycling inspired uh, model. Uh, It's going to be called Team Heritage. And it's, uh, we're bringing inspiration from uh, iconic cycling teams from, from the past. So we will launch uh, three teams, so to speak, at the first launch, and then we will eventually add more teams. Um, but th- this is a launch that we are very excited about. Um,
1: it, it, will, it will have, to some extent, it will have like a, a retro vibe in terms of, of the case, but with like a new uh, contemporary interpretation. <laughs> uh, but it's quite like, chunky so to say like the expression it's got a lot of like solid metals metal surfaces Uh, it got a a really cool screw down crown with some like infilled color so there are really some uh, well worked through design elements Uh, it will have a like nice 3d shaped case back Um, so really a a solid build and uh, it will also have a mechanical movement but it will be offered to a um, yeah really accessible price point mm. so about half half the price of the uh, chronograph series so yeah we want to be able to if you think it's too much <laughs> to spend or like on a chronograph you will still have have the same kind of design element and expression as uh, the Grantor series but about half the the cost for it
0: very vintage vibe and at the same time it will fit with the Hottest trend of 2024.
2: That's a perfect combination.
0: Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it has to do with the shape of the case, plus color dials are going to be the, the, the trend, clearly.
2: Yeah, and, the, uh, and these dials will be, some of them will be quite bold, I, th- I think. That's, uh, that's fair to say. So yeah, we're really excited about uh, presenting these, these new models.
0: <clears throat> when are they going to be released? To the public, like information wise, and when are they p- going to hit the market?
2: 2nd of April is the plan. So it's uh, pretty soon. <coughs> I mean, time flies.
0: Indeed. Last question. I want to ask about the, the watch community. I mean, we talked about the, the bike community that they really like the watches. They have adopted the, the, the concept, and that's your niche now. But how about the rest of the watch nerd community? What is your impression from the feedback from the community?
1: Uh, I mean, I think as we mentioned already that we have really high demands on, on the quality level so the watch should speak for itself more or less when you get the, your hands on it. You should really be convinced that this is a good solid build and the fact that it's also made in Sweden is yeah, a bonus on top of it. But we are not uh, super involved in like communicating uh, with the watch community, uh, like in, in chats and so on. Uh, we yeah, but, then, but I mean we don't we yeah. don't want to colour the discussions. Sometimes I feel when there is a ongoing discussion, if suddenly like a representative from the brand comes in, then
2: the tone changes. <laughs> So, but I mean, I mean, we're uh, we we uh, uh, we often attend uh, the the wind up shows uh, in San Francisco and um, New York, and there, of course, there we meet a lot of uh, uh, watch nerds, and uh, I would say just like I believe uh, Nico, your impression of the watch uh, in general. General people think they have a, a nice build quality, a nice finishing, and the fact that they are quite colorful um, we have a i would say that we have a design la- language that uh, stands out from the from the crowd and that catches uh, the attention of quite a lot of people uh, so for example the the la corsa rosa model with pink accents it's uh, we can see people uh, passing by our our booth at, at the wine up show and then they catch the they spot the uh, like a pink watch, and they suddenly stop, and and, uh, uh, yeah, then when they look closer to it, uh, they're amazed by the design. So I think the colors we work with, uh, they they do something, and uh, people seem to appreciate it uh, a lot, for sure. Um, um, Yeah, and that's our ambition, to stand out from the crowd and have our own design language and our own uh, expression. That's very important for us.
0: I'm asking because uh, I assume that the watch community is way more picky and, and unforgiving than the cyclist community. And if they approve, that's a badge of honor in a way.
2: Mm. Yeah, mm. I think so. And uh, I mean, yeah, we, we only go for for uh, you know, h- high quality movements. So we are, we are very picky and in, in every detail of the watch, uh, for sure. Uh, th- that's important for us. As you
1: understood, our like source of inspiration is from cycling, but we are not crea- creating watches exclusively for cyclists. It's, I mean, mainly we are drawing our inspiration from the world of cycling and has that as like a theme for our uh, collections. But with that being said, we want you to be able to really appreciate the design even if you are not a cyclist. So I would say our, our like main audience, of course there are cyclists who, who appreciate all, all the details and the story behind it and so on. But they're like the regular w- watch enthusiast is as much our audience as the, as the cyclist that appreciate this uh, unusual color scheme. Uh, and also they think it's interesting to hear the story behind the design. And of course, as we already discussed a bit, uh, the high build quality of the watches and the fact they are made in Sweden, even though the Americans quite often mix up uh, Switzerland and Sweden, <laughs> but we try to, to straighten out things. We have a Swedish soul, Swiss heart uh, at the bottom of the of the dials. So it helps. Hopefully, they yeah, yeah exactly. it helps. I hope so.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure there is some watch nerd out there that is, when they see Bravo they were like, ah, oh, finally a chronograph that is not automotive related.
2: No, right exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we hope so. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because there, there are quite a few automotive chronographs.
0: <laughs> Any final words? Did we miss anything?
2: Yeah, so the, the launch of the, uh, the, of the new model will... Uh, um, obviously be our biggest thing uh, during next year i would say but then again we will like uh, like this year we'll be at Windup up in uh, san francisco and new york again the, it's always great to be there i'm hoping there will be another uh, S- 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 stockholm time show as well so it's always great great to to meet meet our audience basically and uh, be able to tell the story behind the brand and uh, the design and uh, the watches and everything it's it's always nice to meet people yeah and, uh, i would say i mean we're a small brand and we really have the
1: ambition to to be uh, uh, friendly and have a good uh, communication with with our audience so if if any of you have any questions or requests or anything on your mind feel free to yeah, drop us an email or a message in uh, Instagram, and we are happy to to reply and set up a meeting if if you would like to see the watches, like um, yeah, explaining the details and so on. Just yeah, feel free t- to reach out to us.
0: Fantastic! Thank you guys for coming. Appreciate your time and uh, for the listeners. Uh, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, recommendation, if you want to just chat with me, Johan and. Magnus, uh, all the details will be in the podcast notes. And until next time, remember, what's beyond horology, is time and people. Respect them both. Goodbye.